What's up, Joes? And welcome to episode 98 of the Average Joes MMA Show. I am your host, Jeff Shanahan. Welcome to our first episode of the year 2018. Hooray! We did it. We made it through the new year, and we are back. Unfortunately, we have to start off on a little bit of a somber note, and uh, usually this would be where I would introduce my co-host, Ryan Dempsey. But uh, for those of you guys that didn't see the the Facebook post yesterday on the Average Joe's page, um, Ryan has made the decision to step away from the show, uh, just getting himself stretched too thin between you know working a full time job, two little ones, you know, and, and then the, the the continuous dedication for this it was just a lot for him, and I completely understand it and respect the decision, and uh, you know obviously. Ryan will always be a part of the show. There's this didn't end with bad blood or anything like that. It it was just a conscious decision that he had to make, knowing that you know he didn't really have the time to commit to this like he wanted to do, and wasn't able to give what he considered his all. I guess. I mean, I had no no complaints or anything of the the amount of effort Ryan was putting into the show. It wasn't anything like that. There was no fighting going on. It was just Ryan made this decision on his own, and and. I'm happy for him. I'm I'm glad that he's happy and he's going to be able to spend a little bit more time with his family. So, um, yeah, thank you to Ryan, obviously, for everything he has done for this show. Like, Ryan has been a huge, huge part since he came on over a year ago, and even more so after everything that went down with Dave and, and continuing on, you know, without Ryan, there's no way in hell this show would have kept going. So... Ryan, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for everything, and you know you're you're always welcome back. It's not like we're never gonna have Ryan back on. Ryan Ryan just isn't gonna be able to do the show on a consistent basis like he has been. Ryan's still gonna contribute. Ryan's still gonna come on, you know, a couple times a month and stuff like that. And so it's it's, it's not goodbye. It's just we'll see you later, buddy. You know he he's he's just not gonna be able to do the the two times a week and everything. So. But more so on top of, of, of thanking Ryan, I also want to take the time to thank Kara, his lovely, lovely wife, for everything. You know, all she's put up with and the, the time she's lost with, with her husband for him to be able to do the show and putting up with the demands of that shit and, and everything. Like, Kara, I, I appreciate you so much for everything and, and how much support you've shown to the show. So to the entire Dempsey family, I love you guys and... Thank you for everything. You will always be a part of the Average Joes. And I'm, I'm even getting a little emotional. I, I love Ryan. I truly do. Um, so with with that said, um, and Ryan stepping away, I had to, uh, to get on and, and try to find somebody else to help me continue this because I, I couldn't – I'm not in a position where I want to stop. I, I love doing this show. Um, I have a lot of fun doing it. So I needed to find somebody else that could step in and, and help me do it. And I couldn't think of a better person for it. You know who it is. You've heard him here many times. You've heard him as the host of the Full Heel podcast. The the macho man to my Hulk Hogan and now forming the Mega Powers. Please welcome the new co-host of the Average Joe's MMA show, Mr. Rafael Chidez. Oh yeah! <laughs> What's up, brother? What's going on, dude? Yeah, um, man, sorry to see that Ryan can't do it anymore. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. Well, like you said, he'll be back on. Yeah. He's, and uh, he's thanks always... a lot for having me be the co-host. Thank you for fucking stepping in on this, man. Like, I reached out to you a couple of days ago and was like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm in a pinch. And I know you got your own show going on. And, you know, you do plenty of shit with that. But would you have the time to help me out and, and join on this? Because I love talking to you. And you know that. We, we've got a, a good chemistry. We get stoned as fuck together and just ramble on. So Yeah, that, that's why I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, anyone could give you the news. I like listening to shows of guys that have good chemistry and exactly. can talk about MMA. So exactly. Fuck it. Let's go. And, and to be honest, I'm going to use this as a kick me in the butt to do a little bit more for my channel as well and for my oh yeah um for my podcast uh now that i have well not that i have to but now that i will kick myself in the butt to be doing a lot more research and looking at a lot more of these fight tapes and stuff like that i'm gonna start putting out more content on the full heel podcast of just mma i was thinking of doing an all spanish show i like that idea you talked about that and i think that's a fucking that would be cool it's something that you don't see I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not looking for Spanish content, mm-hmm. but I'm also not seeing yeah. Spanish content yeah. out there. So, you like, know. I would talk about MMA and focus on the the Hispanic uh, community of MMA as well. Like, just you know, focus on that, but talk about MMA as well, like the past events, like UFC 219, for example. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like it doesn't. I'm not trying to take you away from doing your own show, obviously. You do your you do the fight companions, which is something we really don't do anymore. We you know we mm-hmm. tried it a little bit. Um, when Dave and I were doing, it, I I didn't, I don't think it would have worked too well over the internet. Um, so uh, fight companions is not really something I'm into I, too I much actually, either. I, I think I heard the one that you and Ryan did, and it was just a little off because someone's feed was Dave and uh, Ryan. That was Dave okay. and Ryan. That was okay. uh, I was. That was what I was in Ohio with fucking okay. with, with uh, Kyle. Okay. So, so it was right around that. Okay. So I heard that one, but it was a little off because I think I'm not sure who it was, but someone had oh, uh, the feed was a little uh, ahead of the other guys. Ryan, so Ryan's usually Ryan's usually ahead because like even not watching fights together, like he used to message me like, "Holy shit!" And I'd be Did like, you "See that? Like, fuck what? What?" And then and then it happened like. 35 seconds later I'm like god damn it Ryan you you fucked me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean I I I liked the, the the fight companions that we did but it wasn't it wasn't something that I wanted to continue doing anyway so you know it's not that's the that's not something that's gonna step on your toes I watch my fights anyway with my guys so it'd be yeah. hard to do a fight companion and no, I have a lot of free time. Like I, I don't have uh, kids. I don't have a wife. I just go to work and play video games. And sometimes I come home, and sometimes I knock out. And now I won't be knocking out. Now I'll be watching a lot more tape and putting out more content. And that's that's the thing I can't stress enough is how much I appreciate the time that Ryan did dedicate to the show, having a wife and 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 two young kids and stuff like that, and giving up those those hours you know we adjusted the show time after him and i started doing it together um so that it, it would be after he could put carla to bed and stuff like that but you know it's still taking time and, and all the the time before that you know the almost year of him being on like he would get out of work at like 6 or six thirty, and we used to record at like 7 7 30 
So he'd get home, <laughs> smash some dinner real quick, and then not probably not even get to say goodnight to the, to Carla because she was you know in bed by the time we finished recording a lot of times. So you know Ryan Ryan gave up a lot of stuff, and and that genuinely I do appreciate and commend everything that that Ryan did for the show, and cannot Dude, stress. Hopefully he wants to jump in every once in a while while I'm still doing this. And... I think he will. I, I yeah. He you know he said to me it, it wasn't it wasn't that he said I I can't do the show anymore. He said I just can't do it consistently regularly. like this yeah, regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can do you know once or twice a month and whatever. And I've... yeah, no, I think we've did right. this uh, did did it once all three of us for a little bit. I think it was your anniversary show. Yeah, but... okay. well, a couple times we had the you on for the anniversary show that we did mm-hmm. just a whole episode with okay. you. So okay. after after you and I had done the Sunday sessions. Mm-hmm. Because I had a blast talking with Ryan, too, just yeah. wrestling. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, every show, Ryan and I would sit on the fucking Skype call for a half hour, 45 minutes before we ever recorded the show. Like, all the time it happened. It, it was never, there was never, like, Ryan calls and it's like, all right, dude, let's get to the show. You know, we bullshitted forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I love Ryan. I love Ryan like a brother, yeah. you know, and, and, and for a guy that I've never met, in person in my life the the bond that we created from doing this show and and talking to each other over the internet and stuff like i i appreciate so much ryan ryan's been a good friend to me and and was there for me through a lot of shit and you know we've been there for each other through some things you know he's, mm-hmm. he's had some some deaths in the family and and stuff like that like i i do genuinely cherish ryan's friendship and i'm glad that he you know, is not having to to try to worry about trying to balance things out anymore. Um, but yeah, I I, I just I don't want anybody to think that there's any kind of bad feeling. This isn't like what happened yeah. with Dave. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's no, all good terms. You you know what's awesome? Like now when Jesus uh, Jesus has found some time to do it now because I do old pay per views and he loves old shit from the Attitude Era. So now he wants to get on when I do those, and he's so excited to do them with me that you know it's so much fun. It's like uh, even even Ryan is he's like you and you and Jesus have good chemistry. And I'm like that's why we started it. I'm like because I love talking uh, WWE with him, and we started because of that. He had to take off, and I just yeah. I try to continue it, make it my own. And whenever he comes on, he's super excited, and we have a blast. And that's what I I look forward to that excitement that's gonna unleash out of him when he comes back on because. He's going to have all this pent up because Ryan doesn't have anybody really to talk MMA with. Yeah, he's just going to come and gadoosh all over our faces with MMA talk. Oh, yeah, he's going to fucking boo cocky both of us just <laughs> full of MMA talk, and I, I can't wait for it. Cannot wait. But and, 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 again, and his wife, too, man. I cannot thank Karen enough, for real. She put up with a lot of shit. And, you know, taking a lot of time away from her being able to see her husband and, and mm-hmm. things. So Kara held it down. She's a G. I got, I got nothing but admiration and respect for Mrs. Dempsey. Yeah, shout out to the Dempsey clan. Yeah. So how was uh, how was your new year, man? Uh, pretty damn fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been the same for you. Oh, you're yeah. Right up the lake for me. Yep. So. It's been cold as cold and snowy. As yeah. fuck. Uh-huh. We got snow on New Year's Eve, and I think uh, it's just been cold ever since then. It's just been real cold. But uh, no, I've just been letting the water uh, drip so the pipes won't freeze, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 
But uh, keeping inside, I didn't really do much. I just um, played video games. On New Year's Day, I hung out with my cousin, uh, my nephews, uh, played video games, uh, and watched movies. That was about it. I really didn't do much. I'm not the going out and drinking guy anymore. I left that back in my college days. You know, I took last year off. Last year was actually the first New Year's Eve in fuck like five or six years that I didn't play a show. Because, like, I've I've played a show on New Year's Eve every year since I've been doing it until last year. Well, I guess I guess technically there was the one year I couldn't move or do anything because of uh, the, the fucking slipped discs in my back. But I was supposed to play a show, so that counts. <laughs> I just, I couldn't physically get out of bed, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I took last year off, and then, you know, we've been, like, we're slowing down a little bit for the winter. And my drummer's band usually headlines the the show at the brewery. So I wasn't going to go out either. I had been talking to you, and we were talking about shit on Netflix and stuff. And yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go out. And then a couple of my friends talked me into it. And so I fucking I got all dressed up. I went fucking at shirt and tie and fucking suspenders and vest and all that. Everything but a goddamn jacket. And then we didn't even get out. So like, my buddy, I, I my buddy was like, "We'll pick you up" because I didn't really want to drive. <clears throat> so and they lived down the street, so they were gonna pick me up. When I talked to him, he was like, "Yeah, we might go to this, you know, early like fucking pregame party thing at like eight thirty, nine o'clock or whatever." All right, cool. So my ass was dressed, fully fucking dressed by like eight thirty, eight forty-five. And we didn't leave. They didn't pick me up until like quarter to eleven. Oh my god, dude! Dude, I almost gave up. His wife was fucking like, you know how what girls are fucking getting ready and shit. So like, I'm texting him. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? It's like he hit me up at nine thirty, and he was like, all right, we're gonna be taking off here pretty soon. Okay, were they cool. pre-gaming a while or something? No, his wife was just getting ready. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, that reminded me of the college days, like. We would they would be pre gaming till like eleven or twelve. Yeah, that's what we had no, talked not about. Not even like till like one and like have an hour left to be at the bars and get one drink and then go home. I'm like fuck you guys, I'm not going to the bars. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, no, what we you like, We were gonna go pre game till like ten and then go down to the bar. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even get to the bar till like almost eleven. By then, like everybody's already fucking halfway drunk. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm already I'm kind of grumpy because I'm just like man I, I should already be fucking kind of drunk yeah and like we made it to the we went to this one bar down the street from the brewery had a drink him and I smoked a joint in the car and then we got to the brewery just before uh, just before midnight had a couple beers there and then fucking went back had a couple more beers and smoked some more weed. Yeah, my friends know not to hit me up for any of the bar shit. They just know I hate the super crowded bars where I can't choose the music, I can't smoke my weed, and it's super high priced uh, alcohol. They 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 know to leave me out of that shit. And I, I guess I'm not counting it, but Saturday I had these guys over. We watched the fights. Yeah. Ordered some pizza, chilled. Yeah, I had. Part a, of the, it was part of that weekend. I had the guys over for the fights as well. Um, my normal fight crew. My cousin. You see that breaded steak pizza, bro? Dude, what in the fuck? 
What is, is breaded steak, first of all? So a breaded steak sandwich from Reco Benny's is uh, steak, and then they bread it, and then they uh, they fry it, and then they put it in a sandwich with red, and then they put red sauce on it, so like a marinara sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, so, uh, so it's almost like throw, a steak parm or something like that. Yeah, yeah, almost like that. And then they, you, you could ask for it hot, hot jardinera and mozzarella in there. Dude, give, it's the best. Give me that goddamn then, like, mozzarella. Maybe like I don't know how how long ago Reco Benny's decided. Why don't we just chop the breaded steak and throw it on top of the pizza? Jesus Christ. Yeah, so uh, every every so often we order that and fucking. That just sounds amazing and like heartburn at the same time. Dude, so good, it's so uh, it looked good as fuck. It my looked... fr- me and my friends talk about it for like three or four days afterward after we eat it. Still, <laughs> Rico Benny's. Oh, if uh, Action Bronson actually did a uh, fuck that's delicious on Chicago and the Rico Benny's that I buy my shit from is on there. Of course it like, is. Yep, on the south side. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, man, speaking of fucking Chicago, I was trying to look up how much, but the they don't even have, like, a date announced for that fucking Bellator fight. Mm-mm, it's, it's in April, and they haven't It's in April, tickets. that's it. They haven't even announced a date. I went to their nope. website to try to find <laughs> out because I was going to look up tickets to see how much they were because, like, like I said, I, I fucking, if I'll go. I, I'm I'm going. These guys are I these surprisingly they want to go too. My guys want to go too. Uh Frankie's like, Yeah, I'm down to go and like uh Jamie's like, Hey, if you're gonna get tickets, I mean and they never like for anything. And I'm always letting them know for like WWE events. And they're not I know they're not gonna be in for that, but they they usually never say anything. So this time they were telling me and I'm like, What the fuck? I'm like, All right, I'm the I'm the UFC MMA guy and you guys are telling me you guys wanna go? Okay, cool. Yeah, I dude. guess I got I got a crew. I'm uh I'm fucking 90% sure I'm going to come down for that shit. So Nice. Yeah. You definitely got to do something meet up. Oh, you come, fuck come yes. Studio. You need to fucking show me this goddamn breaded steak pizza is what oh, needs to fucking yeah. happen. Okay. <laughs> you let me know when you're coming. You come to the studio, we'll order that fucking breaded steak pizza. Fuck yeah. We don't even got to move, dude. They deliver it to my house. That's how close it is to oh, the fucking place. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Because they've gotten, they've gotten rid of some in the city, like the Reco Benny's. They've been closing them down, but that one's still left, and it's by my house. So, yeah, that shit yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, um, should I give these guys a little bit of backstory on me? Yeah, give them whatever. Um, on them my, M- I, I guess on MMA, I'm not just the the wrestling guy from Full Heel Podcast. I love wrestling. It started with wrestling, just like MMA. It's like a pride. Pride started fucking wrestlers with fucking legit martial artists, and that's how. To get people to watch, but me, I started uh, MMA in college after failing miserably trying to be an engineer. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this, not for me. And uh, God, I, I had to find something else to do because all I was doing was working at stupid restaurants. And I'm like, shit, I got to do something. So instead of coming to Chicago for some smart idea, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna stay down here. But the only smart thing I did after that was join the Dragon's Lair uh, fight team, which was a little amateur fight team that they had down there. Yeah. And um, I joined it for, like, about two years. I would say a good two years because I was on and off. I wasn't, like, every, every, every day. I wish I was. I wish I would have gone. But I was down there in Champaign for six years, and uh, the gym I went to maybe my last three years. I, I only say two years because I didn't go every fucking year. But for the last three years of me being in Champagne, I was at the Dragon's Lair uh, training Muay Thai, 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, a little bit of wrestling, but uh, it was more Muay Thai and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, uh, and boxing, boxing as well. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit of uh, my MMA background. And I started watching UFC, what was it, BJ Penn versus Sean Shirk. That was my first pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, that was the first pay-per-view I saw. And after that, from there on out, I started watching it. Because I only heard of it before. I only heard the Iceman, Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz. And I was like, is this another wrestling promotion? <laughs> like, and then I started watching commercials, and they're fucking sticking each other in the face. And I'm like, whoa, this isn't just another wrestling promotion. And then, like, soon after that, uh, my cousin Jamie, the jobber, who I have on all the time, uh, he's he's like, Hey, uh, my sister's having a bunch of people over. She's ordering a pay-per-view. You want to go watch it? And it was that one. It was uh, Penn versus Sean Shirk. Uh, Vandalay killed Keith Jardine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was so uh, th- I think Tito Ortiz fought Machida in that one as well. I'm not too sure about that one. But a- after that, I, uh, I took off watching MMA. Bro- and then Brock Lesnar fucking went to... Uh, UFC, so I was like, what the fuck? Like, th- these two things are merging into one. Like, soon after, I started getting into into UFC, and then uh, I think one of my frat brothers actually called me a pussy. He's like, what? He's like, why don't you actually go do it, pussy? Because I would watch it all the time and talk about it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to this fucking Dragon's Lair. Went to the Dragon's Lair and took some classes, and eventually started doing this fucking podcast and now i'm here now i'm an average joe now you're now you're an average jose yeah an average jose yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're still international shit yeah we're still international bro (laughs) parents are from mexico that's right keeping that international flavor (laughs) i'm gonna start the spanish one bro i'm gonna start it (laughs) do it do it Maybe maybe we can get Ryan to fucking do some fucking French Canadian. Yeah, some some French Canadian. I took a little bit in college. I can't remember any of it, but I took start taking it again. No foreign languages. No, I, I, dude, I fucking in high school I took Spanish like an asshole. No, knowing I knew how to speak Spanish like very fluently, and they figured me out right. I remember you told me that story before. Yeah, they got you quick. She made me fucking start teaching the other kids. She's like, I know your game. You're going to help me out. You're my assistant from now on. Uh, yeah. See, like, I know enough. Just between, like, working in kitchens and shit and whatever, like, I just, I know some Spanish words that are important shit for me. So, you know, I can get weed and beer, <laughs> yeah, chicken. I can go to Mexico and have no problem. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dude, I've heard, I hear stories now of, like, dreamers being deported back that have been here for, like, 20 years, and they don't speak the native language, and they're having fucking trouble, like, because they don't speak Spanish. They speak English. They've been in the United States their whole lives. They got they were brought here when they were four. They grew up in the United States till they were fucking uh, 24. And then they got deported back, and now they don't know what, like, they don't know the language. Like, it's very broken Fuck. Spanish. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know what that was going. I got lucky. Oh, I couldn't. I could not survive, like, or live in a in a you know Spanish speaking country because my Spanish is mm-hmm. non-existent. But I could figure some stuff out and mm-hmm. and make it for a little while. Like I said, I know you know know some important things for myself. That's about it. We have to teach you some more so we can get you on the Spanish Folio podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
En español. Dude, it would take me so long to try to learn fluent Spanish. No, and, hey, and then we could do average Jose's, bro. We could, it'll come full circle. I would sound like the whitest white boy trying to speak Spanish, man. It's it's bad. Like I got a I have a Puerto Rican uh coworker like he, he dude barely can speak English. And so how, how, how big is the Latin community in where you're from? Um eh, you know, it's pretty actually pretty decent cuz like a lot of we get a lot of shit comes up the fucking coast from Chicago. Yeah. And then they just keep coming north up the lake. Um yeah, Muskegon's got a, a, a pretty good um, Hispanic population and stuff. And then, you know, like I said before, if you go a little bit further north, there's a really high Hispanic community and stuff up there, too, because there's a lot of farmlands and shit up there. So a lot of people. Oh, yeah, you were telling me they work the they work the lands, work the fields and shit. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of like Hart and Shelby's like 45 minutes north of Muskegon, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Just continuing right up Lake Michigan. And my uncle still comes from Mexico to work uh, the pumpkin patches for uh, for the fall season, and then takes back off to Mexico. Yeah, with his family and uh, raises his cow or raises his cattle, his pigs, and just tends the land over there. Just does what he's got to do over there. Please come back. Holland, that's like 45, 40 minutes away from, south from me. Like that's like on the way up from Chicago, and there's a ton of Hispanic people there. Yeah, it's Michigan's got a good good population. Oh, Michigan definitely. Like I, for me, I'm for in how the south far side, fucking so. north we are and shit. Yeah. And... My, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in barrio. I'm in I'm the <laughs> south side of Chicago, the Mexican side. We're very fucking segregated. Or, yeah, right. Segregated into fucking yeah. Our little patches. Our Mexicans are here, right next to our African American community. Right next to downtown, which is full of uh, all the white people. Right next to Chinatown. I'm right next to Chinatown. It's uh, the south side of Latinos, and then Chinatown, and then the and then downtown. I haven't spent. I got. I have not spent a lot of time in Chicago. No. Nah. Well, like everything, everything like music, because like I really mostly just travel places to go to shows. So everything or most everything I want to see, if it does come to Chicago, it ends up either going to Detroit right after Chicago or Grand Rapids or goes to Grand Rapids on its way to Chicago or whatever. But there's always a Michigan date, usually yeah. for most things um, that do end up in Chicago. So a lot I, of good comedy goes to Schaumburg here. Really? Yeah. We get a lot of like good that. comedy in Grand Rapids, surprisingly. Yeah, Sean, for me, is like an hour? 45 minutes, an hour? Yeah. Okay. So when they, they're like, oh, I'm going to Schaumburg, I'm like, oh, well, now I got to decide if I want to go over there. Like, it's <laughs> fucking the nice little drive back and forth. Shit. Like, I'll every be... time Bert comes, it's he's only done fucking Schaumburg. He never comes to Zanies. He's coming to Grand Rapids. Mm. I'm stoked. Nice. Yeah, man. The- the machine. Yeah, I get to see him again. Um, shit, traveling a thing to me. Like I'll drive the three hours to Detroit and back in a night for a concert. I've done that more times <laughs> than I can fucking count, dude. 
But I'm good. I'm good. Like at night with driving. I mean, it's it's getting a little harder now that I'm getting older. But I just I just got to make sure I got enough caffeine and weed, and I'm good to go. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. I I would say seeds is a major thing to take with you when you're driving and getting sleepy. Seeds keep me up. They're just chewing seeds. Really? Fucking seeds. The oral fixation it keeps you awake. You just want to, you just keep putting them in, keep putting them in. It gives you something to do. Huh. At least for me, it does. Let's work. Try it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. I see that because you're focusing on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't do it alone very often. I usually have a co-pilot, but half the time it's either my cousin or Tony, and they both fall asleep. So, see, I used to have to do the the two and a half hour drives from Champaign to Chicago so much that that I that's a little trick I learned. I didn't. And maybe I hated it because I didn't have a destination to get to, like a show. It was just home and then back to Champagne. Right. Home back to Champagne. So Yeah, I mean most man. of most of my driving's either going to a show to like go see one or to go perform. So it's always some kind of fucking journey. Yep. I, Any shows planned out soon? Uh no, I actually I have one uh next month in Grand Rapids, but I don't have anything anything else on the books yet i'm trying to get something back at the at the brewery again and sometime yeah. in the winter i want to do a an actual full band show like i've done a couple acoustic full band shows but i want to do like a, a real fucking fucking almost like a rock show with a band and shit i've been fucking around with the rewrites and telling them that i'm gonna show up to their uh practice at the end and i'm gonna spit some Spit some hot fire like Dylan. Do it. The five greatest rappers of all time. No, they have no problem. They'll they'll let me do it 100%. They've even said, hey, because I'm like, hey, what if I want to do like a quick five minutes of comedy? But I don't know. I want to start doing comedy or something. Can I do it before your guys' show or something? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Because they've let Quads go up there and do what you do, you know, rap while they're playing. That's dope. He's done it. But he hasn't done it more often. I, I get on his ass too much. You know, but maybe he needs that kick in the butt to do it. But because uh, he's good, he's good. He just doesn't do it. Like he's good, and he's got the means to have a band behind him. Like his best buddies are the rewrites. So like, let's get out there and fucking do this shit. Like, right? You're the rapper. They're the band. Let's go. Do it. But yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm working on trying to get a show down in uh, in Dayton. I got a friend down there that's a musician, so I'm waiting. Sometime after the snow melts and shit, because I ain't trying Dayton, to travel. Ohio, Ohio? where Kyle Damn, is. Kyle? Yeah, that's how is I'm he trying for you. No, I got. Oh, I got to. I he mean, plays bass, right? He plays drums. Zach oh, plays drums. bass. Uh, Zach plays bass. Okay. I ha- if if my drummer couldn't make it, Kyle would be my my fucking first call for that shit. But I have a I have my own drummer, and mm. Mike gets angry when he can't play shows. So mm. yeah, Toucan, the guy that helps me out with. uh Schultz on sometimes he's the guitarist for the rewrites and he's the drummer for a Spanish uh rock group, Rai. Nice. So which would Ray would like a ray of thunder. Okay. Yeah, or lightning, not thunder, because thunder's a sound. That's I'm cool. all ripped. I'm all ripped over here. Thunder's the sound. <laughs> thunder, thunder. No, that's why I'm trying to get to Dayton so that I can go see Kyle and Zach. Nice and, and Justine and Andrea. Their lovely wives, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to play a show down there so that those guys can come out and and see me perform and I can see my friends. Nice. The first time I heard Zach, 
He was referring to his wife as his sister. I was so weirded out. I was like, what? Zach's so fucking weird. I love that dude so much. I was like, wait, is he kidding around or not? And then I'm like, nah, he's kidding around. Or is he? It was, when I went there, I was so bummed out because Kyle and Andrea had to go to a wedding the day that I, uh, <coughs> that I came down for the fight campaign. So I didn't think I was going to get to see Zach. And then we were like in the middle of it. And Kyle knew he was coming, but he didn't tell me. So like we're just sitting there talking, and all of a sudden the the door opens to the to the studio down there, and fucking Zach's standing there, <laughs> and you can like hear the genuine like happiness and surprise in my voice. Like I was so happy to see Zach. You guys ever release that one? Yeah, yeah, it's out there. Okay, that's uh the fight companion for. It's a while ago. Weidman, it was Weidman and Gastelum. Okay. Because I still, that's the other thing I have to go to, to Dayton as I owe Kyle. I still owe Kyle a loudmouth bet. Um, We bet on that fight, and I took Gastelum, even though it was impossibly hard for me because I love Chris Weidman. But I just, I, I don't know, Gastelum was on a tear. Dude, Gastelum almost had it, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he took Weidman, and I took Gastelum. I lost, and I owe now Kyle. You got a bone? No, I don't gotta wow. blow him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I owe Kyle a photo shoot. He gets to dress me up however he wants. Oh, is he gonna fucking? Is he gonna George Costanza you? I don't know what he's gonna do. That would be know. so awesome. We were for for Ryan as well. Ryan would die for that one. We were supposed to do it the next day, but um, we were all really hungover because <laughs> we drank a lot that night. A lot. Yeah. And I'm a then, bitch for the hangover. I can't drink no more. Dude, we drank a lot that night. And then um Then we still had to do cuz I went on their uh their other podcast too, their Nicolas Cage podcast. So we still had to do that. Nobody really we had to watch a movie. Nobody really wanted to go downtown. It was just so I owe Kyle <laughs> when I go back to to Dayton. So it's it's a twofold. I I want to play a show and see my friends and I'm also a man of my word and honor my bets. So Yeah, eventually I'll get there, and I gotta get back a hold of that guy that owns that Vintage Villains down by Champagne. Get back into there. Yeah, I haven't been to Champagne in a while. There's no reason for me to go. I guess my frat's down there, but I really don't know any of them. So yeah, it's all fucking guys you don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's all guys I don't know. You guys don't have don't like a, a fucking reunion thing every year or anything like that. I went last year when we crossed some guys, so I, I got to meet a bunch of the new guys and uh, a bunch of the guys that just got into the fraternity at that very second. So it's like, uh, about it. But they, yeah, they do have reunions or uh, here in Chicago. Okay. I just um, the the guys that I hang out with, like Frankie's in my fraternity, Quadro's in my fraternity, Jose's in my fraternity. Those three guys. Uh, Nero's in my fraternity. Um, and then I see so, I see some of the other guys, but. The other guys are like the older guys, so I see the guys I hung out with all the time right. on a regular basis. Like on a re- like, well, you see these guys; they're here like every fucking Saturday usually. Yeah, helping me out. So, see, I, uh, I was only I only went to school. For, well, I went away for one year, and then I came back and went to community college. But the year that I went there, I didn't pledge anywhere because all the regular fraternities. At the college I was at, we didn't have any national fraternities. It was just like all whatever, made up bullshit, and they were all douchebags. And then I found this. Uh, 
you know that get that fucking stigma all the fuck. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just a douchebag because I'm in a fraternity. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. No, these guys were just like the legitimate douchebags. Yeah. And then so I've... see here, here's the here's a quick difference. There, there's uh, the what I uh, the white fraternities were the social fraternities where you get your letters and you just drink and do, right. do shit. I'm in a multicultural fraternity where they treated us like a fucking boot camp and they fucking stood us in front of people and made us fucking chant what uh what they wanted us to say super loud in unison. So like uh, they. We didn't get to do all that shit. Like we we weren't like the super fucking cool guys. We were just like the Mexican guys that no one really fuck with. Man, a lot of weed. that's all right though, bro. Because like most of the fraternity, they all make you do a bunch of fucking weird shit anyway. Like elephant walks and yeah. I see if the second that would have turned up in my frat, like as soon as they're like, hey. If you want to cross, you got to grab this guy's dick. I would have been like, hey, peace. Peace. I'm have no one's dick. I'm out of here. Nope. Like, they were like, do push-ups. Do fucking See, do this. That. I'm that's, like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that's – so that's where I was getting – so I, I I worked at the radio station, and one of the guys that I worked at the radio station with was with a frat, kind of like – it was a multicultural frat, kind of like yours. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it was pretty similar. So like, But uh, pledging and shit had already happened when I started hanging out with these guys. So it's where I would have pledged mm-hmm. and had planned on pledging if I had gone back the next year, but I made the decision like three quarters through the summer that I didn't want to play football anymore and there was no reason for me to pay that much money to go to that school. Um so I never I never pledged, but like I I fucking hung out in that they they just had like a, a little small house off campus that somebody rented and like a bunch of the guys lived in. It wasn't even like a frat house. But mm-hmm. I'd go there and fucking play spades and smoke blunts and and whatever. Yeah, hang out with those guys. Like, but that was that was the fraternity I would have would have joined had I joined one. But I was a fucking. Oh yeah, we, we had a lot of guys that would just hang out that didn't join, that were just cool with the guys that were really cool. And like we would try to make them join, they just didn't want to. And like we weren't dicks and be like, oh well, you can't hang out with us then. It's only about right. Practice. That's kind of that's what dude. That sounds like what the guys that I kicked it with, with uh, did. Because, like, they had they do it at a reunion every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, you know, they invited me to like just to come fucking hang out at the barbecue and shit like that. Yeah. Like, we weren't huge. Uh, to this day, We I think we're barely over 100 members Like that's what elite, on campus. That's what elite, elite was, like, not even that much. Yeah. The fraternity that I would have been a part of. Or it was, like, I can't remember what their fucking Greek letters were. Yeah, we've been there since 2005, so we haven't been there long. Word. Yeah, so that so it sounds like that your your frat was kind of very similar to the one that I hung around with. Yeah, no, but I tell people like I, tell I didn't people get down I'm with that friend. shit. Oh yeah, douche, right. Douche, douche. It's like, uh... I've had to not talk to like old high school friends because they're like they they think they they have an idea of what I am already because I'm in a frat. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm the same guy. All right, like I'm the same dude that left and came back. Right. And smoke a shit ton of weed now. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it was, dude. It's just like hanging around, and fucking listen to a bunch of cool music, that fucking smoking blunts and play. That's where I learned to play spades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking. I used to be really good at spades because I played with some fucking sharks. So you had to get good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't play. I'm from Michigan, and I can't play euchre to save my fucking ass. Even though they're pretty similar, I don't get the rules. 
but you sent me down to play spades, and I used to be fucking really good at it. Yeah, I, I don't play any card games at all. It's good. They're card games, right? Spades. And- yeah, yeah. Spades yeah. is a card game, and like Euchre's really huge in Michigan. Yeah, so my mom's a, a big time, uh, it's a big time gambler. Her and her, her and her friends and cousins and shit get together all the time, and uh, they just fucking go at it for hours, hours, just fucking playing Dompe uh, Yuka. I guess with yeah, you Yuka. That's why. Yeah. That's why I remember. That's why I recognize it because they they mention it all the time because they play that shit. Yeah, but I never really got into it because I'm like, yeah, that's what my mom does. I never really got into it either. Like, I didn't know how to play euchre. Like a bunch of people I knew played euchre in high school and shit. But I I learned to play spades when fucking hanging out with uh, Blue and fucking Ethan and Hunko and all these guys that I went to college with at the house. Yeah, some some of some some of the guys had bust out uh, the chips. They had like the whole casing with chips. See, and, and like that. we didn't even play. We didn't play for money. We didn't play fucking poker. We didn't do any of that shit. It was just straight up spades and smoking fucking blunts. Uh, dude, when I came into my fraternity, they were not uh, four twenty friendly. <laughs> not, a lot of them were not. Like a lot of them were like, uh, uh-uh. and uh, I just kept smoking weed and. Uh, that's how we would get more guys. More guys would be hanging out with me, and then they would join the fret, and then they would be potheads too. Like it wasn't my fault; they were potheads, and they were joining the fret. Fuck it, they needed members. <laughs> yeah. So now I go down there, and a bunch of them just fucking bust out the bud. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, come smoke, come smoke!" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like, this is me, and I tell them like, "This is me. I did this." <laughs> Oh, fuck. We say we talk about some fights, man. Yeah, fuck it, dude. <laughs> We're like fucking 45 minutes in. Just rabbit holes. It's what we do. It's fucking, it's it's just what we do. This past Saturday night from Las Vegas, in the main event, we had the defending women's featherweight champion, Chris Cyborg, taking on Holly Holm. Cyborg picking up the decision win. <sighs> Jesus Christ, she beat up Holly's face. Yeah, I saw the after pictures are pretty bad. Yeah. Her face is swollen up. She landed 131 of 237 and 118 of 223 significant strikes. Mm -hmm. Holly landed 48 of 232. God damn. Yeah, dude. I mean, she got her a couple times good. She busted her nose up pretty good. Yeah. But... I mean, Holly... To her credit, she she got beaten up, but she didn't get knocked out. Yeah, she was in there, dude. She showed some heart. Yeah, she definitely beat up did. By, by Cyborg. I mean, Tanya, you know, everybody was really impressed with Tanya Evinger's effort against Cyborg. And and like you said, Holly showed a lot of heart, a ton mm-hmm. of heart. for so- She got her shots in. But yeah. The thing is, they weren't set up. She was looking for a knockout punch that she did not have. No. Like, she did not have the power to knock out Cyborg. And you can even see the stats kind of indicate that 44 significant strikes out of the 48 total strikes. Like she was going for knockout punches and like they were, some of them were hitting, but they weren't going to be enough to stop cyber. She was just going to keep coming forward to kill you. No. And eventually all Holly was really getting off was a straight left. Yeah. And, you know, Jason Perillo came up with a really great game plan to, to counteract Holly's strengths, which, 
Holly's strengths were some of Chris Cyborg's weaknesses in some of her other fights where, you know, she rushes in on her and she's too eager to, you know, we, we saw a much more controlled Cyborg. Um, in these past two fights, dude, it's a whole completely different Cyborg in, in the striking department. Yeah, she was cutting off um, Holly's angles and stuff and keeping herself in the center of the ring, not not letting Holly circle away to, to set up counter shots and stuff. Like, she was... She looked great. Yeah. She and I, I, I think this card might I think this card might have taken a lot of heat just because there weren't a lot of finishes. And I think Cyborg playing it not safe. Like I, I don't want to call it safe because you know she was still coming forward and like not necessarily looking for the finish, but if it, if it was there, she was gonna take it. It's just Holly was tough. She was she wasn't giving her that opportunity to take her out completely. Yeah, and Holly did a good job controlling like i mean holly had three minutes and 25 seconds of control that was just her getting the underhooks and and getting cyborg up against the cage yeah and cyborg couldn't do anything she couldn't take her down she couldn't she couldn't do it i mean and holly could have had a takedown early in the fight after she caught that kick she tripped her but she didn't follow through with it because she didn't want to go to the ground with her which i completely understand yeah we know, I've never really seen Cyborg on the floor. Cyborg, she's a black belt. She is a black belt. She's pretty yeah. nasty with it. So that that would have been interesting. But yeah, no, Holly Holly used her clinch game well. Yeah, uh, I thought she did a real, especially because you know Cyborg is is a Muay Thai fighter. Like mm-hmm. for her, I don't, to, I don't know how you scored this. I I actually scored it because we score them on Saturdays. I scored it the first two for Holly and the last three for Cyborg. Second round being really close. And I just edged it out for Holly in that one. I thought they were both close rounds, but I didn't give Holly either. Yeah, no. And if you go back and you look at the stats, you can't give like the stats kind of go against how I scored it myself. But you know, it's your live reaction to things. I understand yeah. that, especially the second round. I thought the second round was was much closer um, than the first. I mean, the first was still a close round, but I thought the second was – if you were going to give Holly a round, I thought the second one could have been, but I just didn't give it to her. But I understand what you're saying, though, because um, <clears throat> I scored the – and we'll get into it in a little bit, but I scored the the first time through. I scored the Cavill Esparza fight different than I did okay. the second watch through. So, um, but – so Cyborg gets the win. Uh, she is the fucking – Baddest woman in, in women's MMA. Yeah. Probably in women's MMA history. What sucks is that stupid blemish of Jermaine Duran to me in that 145-pound division. Yeah, but she, she pretty much would wipes that out now. Yeah. yeah. I just wish Holly would have won it so we could have seen this right away. Right. And there would have been me no too. Me too. Uh, so Cyborg calls out for uh, Megan Anderson. Wants to fight her in Australia. In Perth, yeah. Yeah, um, that's, I mean. I want to see it, but I don't know if it's a little bit too soon for Megan. And saying that, is it going to be too late by the time I want it for Megan for Cyborg? You get me? Is Cyborg going to be. Yeah, like, does it have to happen now? Yeah. Is it too soon for Megan, or can it happen later, and will it be too too late for Cyborg is what I'm trying to say, I guess. I don't, I mean. It probably is too soon for Megan, but 
it, nothing else. There's nothing else. It has to happen. Otherwise, there, like really, is nothing else. No, there and, isn't. And that kind of sucks for Megan. That hurts Megan. It does. But... It hurts Megan badly because there's nobody else really in Invicta to bring in to fight her. Wow. She's beaten. She's beaten Charmaine Tweed. I mean, she beat the crap out of Charmaine Tweed. Um, you know, she's she's beaten countless of the the women when she was there. The only other fight that you could make happen without Megan Anderson is is Ronda, and that's never gonna happen. No, I'm hearing Ronda's gonna be in a four on four tag match with her her four horsewomen versus the WWE's four horsewomen at this month's Royal Rumble because there's the first ever women's Royal Rumble is gonna take place. So okay. now they're saying that Ronda might debut just because it's gonna be a historic event. Okay. Yeah, it's not anything I know or I think is going to happen, but I'm just it's it's just the only other fight really that could be made that would be a draw for Cyborg plus it gives Cyborg the fight she's always wanted. Yeah. Don't Ronda know. don't want that. She won't make it fucking out of a round. Cyborg mm-hmm. will fucking knock her head off her shoulders. What about Jermaine? What if Jermaine steps up, which that won't happen either? If Jermaine steps up, that that fine. It's kind of interesting because uh, one of the judges gave it to Holly, and two of the judges gave it to Chris. Right? What if one of those judges would have gone Holly's way, and Holly would have taken it? Or, or Jermaine? Sorry. What if Jermaine steps in and, and takes it two to one? Because I had it. I had it two to three. I shouldn't be saying numbers right now when I'm ripped. But what if Jermaine steps in and can actually like edge it out in the scorecards? Well, maybe. She edged out Holly, and Holly in my my scorecard. Yeah, she. Ed- but did she really edge out Holly though? No, not especially if you take away the points like they should have. Right. That fight was horseshit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, Megan Anderson is the fight that really makes sense, and it's probably the only fight to make. Unless. No, it really is the only fight to make. Because yeah. I don't think Jermaine Durand, if she's fighting back at 135, she ain't coming back to 145. She's good. Mm-hmm. She don't and I think her hand or something is still broke. Like, she had a scheduled fight and she had to pull out again. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> People want to see her lose. Uh, what about Holly? What do you do Holly? With, what do you do with oh her now? Oh, my God, dude. She's won one out of her last, what, four fights? You give her someone like Betch again, man. You got to give her a step down. A bit. Competition. She's fought. Shevchenko could be champion at 125. She's fought Cyborg. She lost to Misha. Uh, man. Like, she's only beat like Betch, and Betch is. I'd... In the women's division? She's not a top ranked contender, in my opinion. Betch. You kind of have to no. put her up there because there's, it's very. Very thin of <laughs> women's division, but still, like, she hasn't beat a high level competition women in a long time. Like, besides Ron, well, Ronda. That you was want her. To call her the Buster Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Of MMA, because she came out and took the Tyson. Yeah. Ah, man. I mean, there's nothing really. She's still number two in, in Bantamweight. Um, but 
Pena. Pena has to get back from her pregnancy. She just had a kid or is having a kid. She's pregnant. Juliana Pena is? Yes, 100%. I saw Misha Tate is. That, yes, that, that, that too as well. She just announced it. But by not Juliana Brian Caraway. <laughs> yeah, by not Brian Caraway. It's the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter guy. Yeah, Johnny fucking, uh, what's his face from The Last Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. The reason, no, but, uh, the reason she was really hanging around with Team Alpha Male. <laughs> oh man, that sucks for this guy. That sucks for fucking Brian Caraway. Oh god, hey, isn't he a, an alum of uh, Loudmouth MMA? Caraway? Yeah, uh, he was on the. Oh yeah, he was on the round the cage. cage. Yeah, yep. yeah, because I got bumped for Brian Caraway. Damn, that sucks. Kyle hit me up and he was like, "Hey, you want to do it?" And I was like, hey, "Yeah." Oh, well, and then he was bumped like, him, so don't feel so bad. Never mind, Brian Caraway is gonna do it. So, I, uh, it's Brian Caraway that you right, no, I, Of course I'm not bitter about it It's just funny yeah. I got bumped I can say I got bumped for fucking Brian Caraway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but no Pena's pregnant If she hasn't had her baby yet Raquel Pennington was supposed to fight Nunes But got in an accident Jermaine's at so, number 5 You could do that rematch Do the rematch at 135 Yeah. Fuck it I want to see Cat back in action But I don't know if you would throw her at Holly right away. Nah. Nah. You give you give fucking cat like a Sarah McMahon or a Caitlin yeah. Jukagian or something. Yeah. Oh. Moving on Sarah. to the what's that? I'm sorry. So did you say Sarah McMahon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was looking at the rankings. Yeah, that's... yeah, because Betch is twelve, dude. That's her last fucking win. I don't know, man. It's not looking good for Holly. No. Maybe she She's still at two. Yeah, she's still sitting at two. But Yeah, I actually that 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 Jermaine Duran that may fight looks pretty good at one thirty five. It makes the most sense at one thirty five for her. Yeah. Let's uh Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the fucking co main event. Oh my god, dude. Dude. Speaking, Talk about heart on this I was heart. Just Everyone's say, showing heart. Speaking of guys showing heart, Edson Barboza got the fucking brakes beaten off of him for three goddamn rounds. I uh, and and Khabib said it at the end. He just wanted to beat the shit out of him and show that he can go. Yeah, another He's, three rounds after being away for so long. He said he wanted I, the time in the ring, right? He said I can finish him, but <laughs> I go three rounds. Uh, fucking Khabib, dude. Dude, it's scary. It's scary as hell because no one seems to be able to stop what he's doing. Oh man, his ground pound is is insane. Is insane, and the way he handled Barboza on his feet was really Dude, he was jogging straight at him. Yeah, ate those kicks to the body and just kept yeah. going. Like he was just jogging at him, Dude. And, and landing strikes of his own. Had Edson backpedaling the whole time, never planting. Yep. Never being able to really get anything off. No combos whatsoever. Maybe one shot at a time just to try to get even more distance to try to make Khabib stop from jogging at him to get the takedown. And uh, Khabib, all he does is focus on taking your fucking base away. He is not going to let you plan out. He is not going to let you get any sort of base so you can get any positioning to try to get up or try to get away from him. It's 
it's beautiful. It, it really is, dude. He'll wrap your legs up with his legs, which is something I hate when people did it to me or when I like. It just seems ah, dude. It's a sambo it's, thing, man. Ah, dude, they wrap your legs up and they're fucking like sitting almost they in figure, your they, in in mount. It's in, in mount, the, but then they lock they they lock your legs up just over your knee or underneath your knee on your thighs and like figure for that shit mm-hmm. so it's, that it controls your legs. So you have to fight even harder just to get your legs out. Mm-hmm. And you have to plant yourself with your hands, exposing your face, taking right. shots to the face. It's fucking sambo like, techniques, man. Every everything he's everything he's does everything he does is calculated, or like he's just like three steps ahead of you. He, he like he's like I'm doing this so I can do that so I can hit you in the face. It's almost well, it is sambo. It's ju- it's jujitsu. What, what what does he say? If uh, if if what is it? Something about if um. I can't remember. If Sambo, if Sambo were easy, it'd be called jujitsu. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But that's because they have striking in combat Sambo, so that kind of makes sense. And they're starting to get striking, and they got combat jujitsu now. Uh, Bravo, right? Bravo started that. Eddie Bravo. Bravo. That? Yeah, there's. Um, there was they did the the world combat jujitsu tournament. Like a few, like last month, I think uh, Bravo did. I didn't watch it yet. I need to. I need to go back and watch that in the last couple of EBIs. But, um, yeah, he's starting. He's starting that combat. It's just like open palm strikes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I haven't seen it either. But Habib Man. Sambo or Sambo all day. He, I, I was most, I mean, I knew what he was going to do on the ground. That's just what he does. But I was really impressed with the way he handled himself on the feet with Edson. Because if you remember when Tony fought Edson Barboza, Edson was was fucking winning that fight in that first round. He was beating the shit yeah. out of Tony. I remember mm-hmm. messaging Dave saying, if Tony doesn't take this to the ground, this fight is over. Well, see, if... If and when Khabib and Tony fight, people want to say that Tony has really good ground game, and yes, he does. He has a he has one of the best ground games probably in that division. But Habib is not going to get caught in any of that. Like he smothers you. He doesn't let you attempt anything, and he's shown to do it. And and I'm not like a huge Khabib fan. Like I, 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 I like him, but I'm I've never been like a super huge fan. But to try to deny what he's doing is like you can't like he's like, just neutralizing these guys. Tony is a very good he's very good at jujitsu. Um, in particular, his his choke series off a front headlock, which shouldn't be very surprising because a front headlock series is really common in wrestling. What's Tony's background? He's a wrestler, so that's why he. I mean, a Darce choke is a fucking a gator roll into and you just slip it in as a choke more instead of just a pinning combination. So it's it's shit Tony's been doing his entire life. But as a wrestler, Khabib is a much better wrestler than he is. Mhm. I, I mean, did you think... see did you see that tweet? Somebody tweeted at Daniel Cormier 
You versus Habib. Oh, yeah. Who in wins the room, who wins in wrestling? And he said Habib. Habib. That's it. Nothing else. He just he didn't need any other words. Khabib. That's insane. Yeah. We're talking about a fucking <clears throat> world-class wrestler. World-class. What he did to Josh Barnett. What he did to Dan Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, who would win? Khabib. That's I mean, fucking insane. Daniel Daniel Cormier is a phenomenal wrestler. Take away whatever happened at the Olympics, blah blah blah. So what he didn't, but he 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 made it there. He won the world's teams. He was a runner up in the nationals, losing to Cal Sanderson. Like Daniel Cormier was a tough motherfucker. Dude, he's only lost to John Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep, nobody else. And he John Jones and. and Yeah, and on the feet, it's. I mean, Tony's got good boxing, but Habib's just gonna keep pressing him. Yeah, Tony Tony wins the box or the stand up all day, but how long is it gonna be on the feet for? Not not long. Mm-mm. I I I don't see Tony evading the. They're stopping the stuffing the takedown. I see him trying to go for a submission, and I see Khabib slipping out of it and pounding him out for a little bit, uh, or till the uh, till the end of the round. And that's how I see stuff going down. I don't see, excuse me, Tony having the one skill that you would need to beat him, and that's the takedown defense, the actual stuffing the takedown, like completely stuffing the takedown. You have to match him in the in your defense and his offense. And I don't think Tony has it. I don't know who has it. If if uh, DC saying that fucking Khabib would stop, would fucking beat him in wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tony is a good wrestler. I'll never take that away from him. He mm-hmm. fucking, I mean, I, I practiced with him. He beat me in, in high school and shit. But if he's, if Habib is fucking, even if Daniel's, full of shit and he doesn't Habib doesn't beat him all the time or whatever like even the fact that he can go at a guy that size at his size and take him down and and wrestle with him and shit that says a lot dude he outstruck Barboza and that was on the feet as well yeah like he outstru- he outstruck the the fucking striker. Yeah, Barboza only landed twenty five strikes. God damn! And he only threw seventy seven, and a good amount of those were kicks. Four takedowns out of thirteen attempts, one hundred and fifty four of two hundred and forty six strikes, and eighty nine out of one hundred and seventy seven significant ten minutes and thirty two seconds of control. I, I hope Tony agrees to make this fight right away. The the sooner, I think, the sooner we have a new uh, champion. Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, Habib's got himself that nutri- new nutritionist. He looked great mm-hmm. at weigh-in, made weight, no problems. So. Make that, make it happen. Make that fight happen. I would love it. I would love that fight been waiting for it said it in the early days of the show that i think he could beat tony he's just a monster man Mm -hmm. he's got 
the best ground and pound I think maybe we've ever seen in MMA. I mean, I can think of a lot of really good ground and pound practitioners, but the they were early day guys out of the guard. Now look at this. Yeah, this is no comparing. This is just dominant control. Yeah. He doesn't stop advancing. He doesn't stop punching you in the face. He doesn't stop coming at you. It's like other guys like were kind of all right staying in a position and laying it on you. Tito stayed in your guard and tried to beat you up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark Coleman. Randy Couture, I think, likes sitting in uh, in side control, kind of locking your leg down there and just beating the shit out of you from side control. Yeah, Coleman, Coleman was the, the fucking... The originator of the ground and pound. Mm-hmm. But Khabib seems to be able to do it from anywhere and anywhere in advanced position at will. Yeah. He could have, I mean, he, he could have finished that fight. He could have choked out Barboza really at any point he wanted to, I think, on the ground or, you know, got him into a Kimura. I just think he wanted to put on a show and show how dominant he can really be. Beat up a guy for fucking fifteen minutes. 15 just minutes. beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Did you see how salty? Fucking speaking of Tony, how salty he was about Joe and the fucking hat. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck, really, Tony? Really? You? He works for the fucking UFC and is commentating, like." I don't, there's a reason Tony hasn't been on the Joe Rogan experience. This guy's gonna gonna bitch about somebody's loyalty. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, "What?" It's just some fucking salt shit. Yeah, salty as fuck. Uh, third fight of the main card. Dan Hooker picks up the submission win over Mark DeCasey. That fucking guillotine was pretty nasty. Yeah, that shit was in deep right away. Like, it looked like he had his throat right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dick Casey tapped quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Casey was just trying to land, like, his, like that, that knockout punch. He's trying to land, like, a spinning something, something big, and he just couldn't. Hooker wasn't, wasn't going to fall for that well, shit. I mean, neither one of these dudes really did a ton. Dick Casey did the most. He was he had 41 uh, total strikes out of 87, and Hooker yeah. threw... 24 out of 48 but they were i mean d casey i I think d casey was ahead yeah going into that third round or you know it was one on one when hooker caught him doing exactly what his corner told him not to do don't shoot yeah i think i was giving it to hooker because of the takedowns and because of the control oh yeah yeah i think i think that's why i didn't think mark that casey was doing anything yeah, definitely uh, with the takedowns and the control. I forgot about that part of it. I was looking at something else. Yeah, no, like yeah, I remember this one on the floor a little bit more. Yeah, but the, the Casey on... spinning stuff was not working, and then I think when he went for the takedown, Hooker kind of just went boop. <laughs> I got you, bitch. He wasn't setting it up. Uh uh-uh. He wasn't setting it up much. He was just throwing it out there to just try to catch him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the spinning shit. Yeah, no, yeah. he wasn't like I'm like he was just trying to land the knockout. Well, in my opinion, he was yeah. just trying to land. But it was just trying to get a flashy knockout. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think when he where where he was doing the 
the breakdancing shit. I forgot who he knocked out there, but he hasn't been able to pick out another one or pick up another one like that. And he's been looking for it. Yeah. And the guy just kind of stuffed him. Well, I've, I mean, Drakkar Close just kicked the shit out of his leg. Mm-hmm. So that's two losses in a row for DeCasey. Would seem to be a very promising prospect out of... Yeah. It's kind of killing his fucking momentum for sure. Yeah. Because he probably does have the skill set to put to start putting those spinning attacks together and making them work and maybe landing one of them and not just throwing it out there. Right. Getting taken down. But and he's still you know. young. He's only 24. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully it uh figures it out. Hooker on his, his two fight win streak, now three. Nope, two. Sorry. Two fights in a row. I don't know what you what I don't know what's going to be next for DKC. Ah, man. Was he even ranked? I think so. I don't see him unless I'm looking at the wrong ones. He might have dropped out, but yeah, no, I'm not seeing him on there. Yeah, because they don't have the, their number. They don't have their ranks. Then I know Calvillo and Esparza were ranked, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure Diacasey was ranked somewhere in there. I just don't remember where. Um. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's next with DKC because he was big talk, and like I said, he was a big prospect. And that's two losses in a row. Not good. Nope. They got to give him somebody to try to give him a rebound fight. Like Holly. Holly needs that rebound fight. For sure. Oh, for sure. So, second fight of the main event. Or main event. Main goddamn card. Um... Carla Sparza picks up the decision win over Cynthia Calvillo. Dude, that O has got to go. I uh, this was what I this was one I scored a little differently than you know watching it back and shit. I I thought um, I thought Cynthia won the first time through, but I was not watching it super closely. Okay, no, I I was I I was actually taking. We we all took uh, Esparza for the first. No, we had Calvillo winning the first one. Yeah, and Calvillo then, won the first one. I thought, and then Esparza took the first or the the second and the third. I just didn't think Calvillo did enough, and I think if she would have kept that, what she did in the first round, she would have won. I it seemed she... like she was. It seemed like she stopped. I don't know, I don't why know if she... she got tired, <laughs> but it didn't seem like she was tired either. No, she, I don't. She didn't I look tired know. at all to me. No, I don't, I don't know. know what happened. She won the first round. She was dominant on top, and it seemed like everything was going to go her way. And then the second round came out and it looked like she wanted to stand up and maybe knock her out. Fucking but... Buckholtz was telling her that shit. <sighs> See, because I have it muted all the time, so I can't even hear the the commentary on what's going on with the, their corners and shit. Oh yeah, dude, Buckholtz didn't even really tell her anything about trying to get another takedown or anything like that. He was just like, "You got to be careful in those transitions," because. <sighs> She, she she should have continued the takedowns. She was mm-hmm. dominant there. Uh, and then she kind of just gave it away in the second and the third. Yeah, rewatching it. Ooh, excuse me. Holy shit. Uh, rewatching it today. Um, sitting here by myself and shit. 
you know, there was like all the guys were here. We were all talking. We were fucking high as shit. Might have been eating. Who knows? Yeah, no, I it's in a lot of people afterward were asking me like, well, not a lot of people, but like the few people that were watching, like the like the two people that were in the chat in the YouTube thing. They're like, um, they're like, how did you score it? Did you think she got robbed? I'm like, no way. I'm like, Carla won. Yeah, Carla won. Like, Carla won. Cynthia's, she was really pissed about it and thought she got robbed, but no. Yeah, and like I said, if she would have continued doing what she did in the first round, she outstruck her and she had a takedown. And then in the second round, she got outstruck, got taken out twice, and it was a battle of the third round, and she she didn't do anything in the third round either. Like she kind of, right. she kind of tried to coast. And gave Esparza the opening, well, and Esparza she got, took it. She got punched a lot. Yeah. She was. She didn't, I mean, Carla didn't really have her in danger of getting knocked out, so she didn't respect her power. So because of that, she left herself, she was just fucking, like, not afraid to get hit. And she got hit a lot, and that yeah. affects the score. I and, and I thought she won the the fight against JoJo. And I thought it was kind of similar. I thought JoJo won the first round, and Calvillo won the, the the second and the third. Yeah. And this one, and this one, she kind of just lost steam and kind of tried to coast yep. after winning the first round. She's like, "I won the first round, I'm good." Nope, yep. you get this two nope. other more rounds. Nope, you gotta at least try for another takedown. Yeah, and it kind of sucks because I wanted Calvillo to win. She was undefeated. It would have been her fifth fight this year if she would have won. But we'll see what's next for her because. Yeah, it would have been great if she would have won. It would have fucking catapulted her, but... Yeah, because she's young. She's learning on the job. She's still super young. She had, like, three fights before this, so... Carla's making a case for the fucking... Oh, dude. Try to get a crack at Rose. Who won the show against Rose. She did. That's Yeah, exactly. That's that's Everyone kind of wants to forget about her, but she kind of beat Rose. Maybe she had her, her little dip in... An improvement or something, or not an improvement in her in her fighting career, oh, but she just took a huge step up in competition against fucking Joanna. Yeah. Rose yeah. was, I mean, Rose was a kid. She was so young when that happened. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Carla didn't even get to the defend it, right? And she defended it. She, no, she tried to defend it once against Joanna. Against Joanna, yeah, and Joanna kicked her ass, she fucking the fucking shit out of I- her. I can't blame her for fucking taking that, uh, like, taking that step down in competition and stepping away for a little bit, man. She got her ass beat. She did. I remember her. She could not take Joanna down, and Joanna was just piecing her up against the cage. She couldn't do anything against Joanna. Joanna was beating the brakes off of her. She had never yeah, fought anybody like her. This is interesting, though, because she just beat this girl, and Rose is champion. Yep. But can she get through Joanna? That's the thing. Nah, I think she's gonna be a, a refocused, fucking angry. I wonder her versus Carolina. That would be an interesting matchup. Carolina's got good striking. Isn't Carolina going up to try to get the twenty five belt? Oh no, that's Valentina's trying to go down. Never mind. Yeah, Valentina's trying to go down. That's right. That's right. We'll see what Carolina does, but I don't know. Tisha Torres, I think, is trying to get the one fifteen belt. They're trying yeah. to t- do the trilogy fight with her and Rose. Which I kind of don't want to see. I'd rather see Joanna next. No, but I mean, she made a she made a good fucking a good claim on it, and that against fight Watterson? against Michelle Watterson, yeah, yeah, and she dominated the fuck out of her. 
That was hard to watch. I love Michelle. <laughs> yeah, poor Michelle. Yeah. You need to get her some wins, keep her in the UFC. She's an atom weight, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, she's an atom weight. She's a 105-er. She moved up because she went again to the UFC? Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why. Oh, opening fight of the main card, Neil Magny. Russell fucked the shit out of Carlos Condit. Dude, man, what is wrong with fucking Carlos, dude? That is not him. That no. like he has lost the natural born killerness of himself. He's still there. He's still doing what Carlos would do, except the killing. Yeah. He's still putting together combos. He's still trying to get strikes together, but he's not killing him anymore. I think he's done, man. I think it's time. Sad to say that if he's if he's not gonna have that killer instinct, he's gonna keep on getting losses like this. Yep. People are gonna find a way to just take him down and keep him there. Yeah, I mean, six takedowns, five minutes and seven seconds of control for Magny. Damn. They were they dead even in strikes, and Carlos had the edge in significant by five punches or five strikes, whatever. Um, other than that. 64 apiece. Neil Magny, the story of the fight, six and nine. Take. Do you think that? Do you think that Robbie Lawler fight took a piece from Carlos Condit? He's not been the same since that fight. I mean, I think the Robbie Lawler fight absolutely. Did. I think it. I don't know if it took a piece of Carlos himself. I think the the decision, the loss. Itself kind of fucking Dude, I, I it's not a robbery, but Carlos won that fight. I don't think it's a robbery either, but I do agree that Carlos won that fight. Um Yeah. I thought And I could see how like you're like, fuck man, I did everything I had to do. I won that fight. And you guys took it away from me. I could see how that fucking fucks with your head. And he just hasn't been the same since then, and it sucks because Carlos was one of my favorite, still is one of my favorite fighters. I'm not gonna just back back away from him. I just wish that if he he would step away, if he can't find that, I'm gonna fucking stop you right now. Which he had, dude. He would stop everybody. He was a natural born killer for a reason, right? And even when he wouldn't stop people, it was brutal destruction. And it's not even that anymore. It's like he's now he's getting stopped, he's getting finished, he's getting wrestled. And I just wish he would retire, like kind of retire. Like he's kind of one foot in, one foot out. That's right it. He's he's half in, half out. And he, yeah, I think it's, I think it's time for him to walk away. If he's not going to, you know, try to rack up a couple wins and come back like for good, yeah, I think it's time for him to step away too. If he's going to step away for a year and then come back, I don't want to see him lose like that again. Right. Because it's not a devastating loss, but it's just not a good loss against a Neil Magny. Like, I'm not trying to talk shit about Neil Magny, but... No, no. Neil Magny's an awesome fighter, but Carlos Condit at one time... It was a whole other level. Yeah. Like, he, he almost beat George St. Pierre. Like, he's one of the guys that put the chink in the armor of George St. Pierre. It's like, bunk. Like, fucking head kicked him. Almost stopped him. Yeah. And people were like, he's invincible. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got some good fucking, some good wins under his belt. You know, that KO Dan Hardy beating Young Hung Kim. 
you know, the win over Diaz for the um the interim belt. How did you have that one? I had I had Condit winning too. And I like that fight. People said he was running. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? He was fucking he was piecing him up. He was one two kick out of there. He was, he was setting up combos and getting out of there. But yeah, that I was... get it. They they wanted they wanted Diaz to win. Fuck, I forgot about his fight with Rory. And that was super early on. Yeah, June uh, 2010. And I think Rory is winning. I think this guy just pulled off the submission towards the end. Knocked him out. Knocked him out? Damn. Yeah. Carlos was uh, ahead on strikes. It was like 72 to 29. Um, I think Rory had uh, takedowns and stuff on him. What's next for Magny? What's that? What's next for Magny? Magny. Yeah, he moved up four spots. If that's recent updates, he's at number eight. How is he above Usman? Because people sleep on my boy Kamaru Usman. He's going to go against Meek soon. Motherfuckers are sleeping on my Nigerian nightmare. Dude, he knocked out that guy so bad last time. The guy did a front flip forward. He's like, I'm out of here. Kamaru Usman is an animal. I have been saying it on this show for so long. Kamaru Usman is a goddamn animal. And he's going to fucking continue to do some work in the welterweight division. I'm not going to say he's going to be champion. Some guys ahead of him, but there's guys I'd like to see him fight. Fucking Kobe Covington. Oh, uh, dude. Look, I, I don't like Kobe Covington. I can see what he's doing, and it's successful, and I know it's working. Yeah, I get what he's it's doing. It's hard for me. Yeah, it's hard for me not to acknowledge that it's working, but it doesn't mean I gotta like the guy. Nah. I don't like the guy. Nah. I don't, cl- I don't click on his stuff. I don't watch his stuff. I don't share his stuff. I don't think his stuff is funny, but I get what he's doing. Yeah, I get a shtick. He's trying to be the heel. He's, doesn't mean I got to like him. He's trying to be an even more over-the-top Chael Sonnen. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Do your thing, bro. Do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, because once he gets up there, his talking ain't going to get him nowhere. Nah. Like, this ain't the WWE. And I love the WWE, but that's the WWE. That's where the shit talking belongs, in the WWE. Yep. Yep. And in the you know in the UFC to a certain extent, but I'm just tired of Covington. Yeah, never I never really liked him. I didn't either. I didn't either. Let's uh, let's get through these last few fights and uh, call her a podcast. Um, I can't even remember how they pronounce this fucking guy's name. The dude that beat up Cleheel Roundtree. Yeah, Mikhail. We'll just go with yeah, Mikhail. Yeah, Mikhail. Mikhail. Hey, dude, you know who I feel like real quick? I feel like Rudy Sarzo's from Metallica, you know, when he came in and took over for Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Jason Newstead? Uh, for, uh... Is Jason... Yeah, right? No, sorry for... I'm I'm completely fucking messing this up right now. I know what you're talking uh, about because I was from he was uh, he was with Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, yeah, he was with Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know why I said Metallica. Yeah, I, I was just... watching the the Netflix thing. Yep, the other I day. was just I just started that watching Cliff that. Is Metallica, right? What's that? 
Is Cliff, Cliff Metallica? Cliff was Metallica. And that was just yeah. Jason Newstead replaced him. Okay. I feel like Rudy Sarzo's when he replaced, I forget who their bass player was that died at the time, that crashed the fucking the plane into the Oh, that was uh that was their guitar player, Randy Rhodes. Okay. Rudy, Why did Sarzo's come in? Rudy was in the band with Randy. Him and Randy were in a band together before that. Um they were in Quiet Riot together. Mm. But Rudy, I don't know who the hell he replaced, but then they had somebody else had to come in and replace um Randy. But I knew I knew what you were talking about, though. Yeah, because he had to come in filling big shoes. I got to come in filling Ryan's shoes. <laughs> Ryan, the, those stat shoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's... Ah, dude, I've been having a blast. Hopefully, you're. Dude, hopefully you're, I fucking love it. You're doing your good. peeps like it. I think they will. You're you you've been on here plenty of times. I get nothing but good reactions when you're on. It just makes dude. it makes sense. It's a fit. Dude. It's a fit. You got to do the the YouTube. You guys don't have a YouTube, right? No, we don't have a YouTube. I still got to figure out a whole fucking setup. So they, could, so they could see that I'm not, that I'm high. I'm not just retarded. That I'm, <laughs> that I'm smoking the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta... hey, did, did Dave ever smoke with you? And like, were you guys ever in the same room doing it? Dave, like, yeah, we um, he had like a little like a oil pen, and we hit that a few times. Um, but like constantly, would you guys smoke all the time with no, each other? Or no? no, no. He didn't really smoke that much. So now, so now it's like average Joes were. If we smoke all the time. It should be smoking, smoking Joe's. Smoking Joe's. No, nah, like, I mean, I used to, I would like smoke before I'd go to his house and shit like that. And if, like, when we did the, the fight nights, I would go, like, I'd get high before we'd start. And then before the main event, I would go out and smoke again or something like that. Dude, because uh, we are high as fuck all the time, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I'm watching fights at home with the guys, we're always high as fuck. It's like a joint. It's a joint per fight sometimes, especially yeah, for like big fights. Sometimes I'm like, how am I still up? Like, how am I even talking and trying to do this podcast still? Yeah, I can't but, imagine. Just smoking because these guys bring bud. I have bud. I just, I've, I mean, I've done it drunk. I've done it drunk with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> How does Blake do it? Just drinking all day. Dude, <laughs> when I did that Sunday session with Blake, it was funny as hell. He was drinking, like, fucking coffee and fucking Kahlua and shit. <laughs> you got to do what you love, brother. Yeah, man. I figured he'd be, like, drinking mimosas or something. You know, something classy, <laughs> something classy in the morning. In, in a nice little glass. Or was it rum? I don't know. It was something. There was some booze in there, I think. Yeah, it was coffee and something. Yeah. I forgot what it was. Me too. I was high. <laughs> I got fucking baked during that thing. <laughs> I mean, no different than most things, but. Yeah, I get baked all the time, bro. We get baked all the time. Yep. You and your fucking fat ass joints. I sent you a picture the other day. Remember I had one? Yeah, I was impressed, man. I was impressed. Yeah, I, can, I can roll. I just don't do it. I like my glass. I like my glass. 
Yeah, I like glass. It's, it's, I don't know. I just like the. I like rolling up a joint. It's just something about fucking the clean hit. I can't do bongs. Do you put it out and then go back to it? Yeah. Do you, do you kill the whole fucking? Because like I'd be like sometimes. Uh, I gotta take a break real quick. It depends. Like when we're doing the show, I mm. put it out. Like I'll light it, and I'll hit on it for a little bit, and then I'll put it out, and then I like I'll smoke that one. Like when we did the ECW one, I smoked two full joints. But generally, like I'll smoke one through the whole show. Okay. I'll just like you know, like I said, I'll just hit on it for a little bit, and then I'll put yeah. it out, and then yeah, because you'll see me it. here sometimes going, yeah, grinding it up and just packing a bowl real quick, and boom, yeah, that's taking hits. That's usually like that's usually what I'll do is just like smoke on the one joint through the show. Uh, you know what I'll do next time? Maybe for Thursday. What's that? I'll go get snow and pack my bong with snow. Ah, there you the go. Bong, which, that's why. That's the only thing I like about snow. <laughs> fucking my bong bong in it. I wish I had uh, I could uh, <laughs> I wish I had a fucking An actual rig I just got my little nectar collector mm. fucking... I, don't, I don't use this bitch enough The bong <sighs> Regular bongs is just not for me I just The only time I want to hit a bong is if there's a fucking Dab rig attached to it Yeah I got this or, little you know, A fucking coil and shit I got this little bitch. Yeah, I've got I got my bowl. It's out. It's out by my in my living room by my TV. I got this one. Maybe if I little chili. I take it out. Yeah. I used to have, I used to have a shitload of bowls. I have broken quite a few bowls in the last like six months. You got like two grinders. <laughs> I, got my, I got my one grinder. There's a pack of papes and some filter two tips. jars. Cause you two strains. <laughs> yeah, I just got my bags. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, man. You got a caregiver and shit. That's so awesome. <laughs> Weed on demand. Well, I hate you. Not, I really gotta on, not really on demand. It's still a pain in the ass for me to go get it, but it's cool. I like my Cali. Caregiver. I think it just becomes legal 2018. It did. Like legal. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it did. It did. Recreation uh, at midnight. Which drives down the value for everybody because they smoke a shit ton, which is going to be cheaper. It also drives down the quality. Damn, yeah, that's, that's true because now it's just regular people can grow it and sell it. So happened in Colorado, man. Like, everyone thinks about Colorado and shit, but everybody I know that goes out there talks about the recreational sucking and being really expensive. All the good shit saved for medical. And I'm sure California's going to do the same thing because they've been making way... They've been doing medical way longer than anybody. So that's that's the only thing, like... Because we're going to probably legalize um, this coming November. Why the fuck hasn't Illinois done it yet? I don't know, bro. You tell me. That's your we state. Chicago. Yeah, we're like we say we're like the third biggest city, or we're like we're the third city. It's, the, it's whatever bullshit they say. The second city, I don't know. Fuck that shit. We's not even legal here. Nah, I mean we would have been if it wouldn't have been for our fucking, or we would have been if our fucking governor and and his bullshit hadn't fucked us over and tried to ch- pull a bunch of okie doke shit and change some rules and say that all these signatures that they collected to get weed on the ballot last year um <laughs> were null and void 
and they had to go and get like a couple hundred thousand more signatures and shit and just barely missed the deadline it, it was some fucking bullshit yeah our, our medical I, I don't even look into it just because i know i have to have like cancer or like literally be dying to have a card our medical program straight like medical in michigan no problem it's pretty easy to get but they fucked over the legalization effort well you have a legit slip disc right yeah so, yeah boom. i do i do but i mean like it's not really that hard to get a card even yeah. if you're not really injured so it is what it is and dispensaries are now legal they just have to get licensed so everything shut back down so that's kind of weird not really weird for me because muskegon's been locked down for a while ever since last year when my fucking job got raided yeah you were telling me you're a security guard at that place yeah it was a cool ass job <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for it to be more legal here so I can go to dispenser job or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. A part-time after my factory job, because my factory job pays me all right. Right. Trying to get more money out of them, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what goes on. Nah, man, it was it was a cool-ass job. That's Pay me! It was stressful. <laughs> it was stressful as fuck. Motherfuckers What, be... being the security guard? Yeah, motherfuckers don't know how to act yeah. right. Oh, dude. Like, I never had to fuck anybody up, but I had to get fucking loud with people on the regular. The regular. We were fucking busy all the time, especially in, like, the summer. And a couple other ones got shut down. Shit got real weird. Like, we we fucking, we went into, like, goddamn lockdown mode. We got, like, a security door that you had to be buzzed in. It was a motherfucker, dude. Why does it have to be so fucking complicated? It it doesn't, but they make it. Oh, man. It was just trying to make it less easy for the cops to just walk in that place on us. Because, uh-huh. like, I had the day before we got raided, I kicked out. Um, I don't know if he was a cop, but he was definitely or he was for sure an informant. <laughs> because this dude tried to come in and we had a policy where, like, if we didn't know you. Or you weren't recommended and introduced to us by somebody that was already our existing patient. We didn't fuck with you. And this dude was like, we were busy as fuck. This dude was like in line and I saw him out there. I talked to my boss and I was like, I don't know. That dude don't. She's like, I don't know that dude. I don't either. I fucking tried to. I told him he had to go, and he started like raising this big old fuss and like yelling. He was he knew this person and whatever. And the next day, doors got kicked in. Mm-mm-mm. That sucks balls. Yeah. At least he got. At least I kicked him out before he got through and got shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, they to- actually they told us it was an informant. So, yeah, how do you feel about your first show as a as official member of the Average Joes? Um, I I loved it, dude. I don't know how, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I don't know how we've gone on it. tangents and shit. It's what we do. We always <laughs> go on tangents. It's what me and Ryan always did. 
It's just uh, it's it's a fucking part of the show, man. It's it it, it it's too it's too much like everybody else to just try to stay super focused and shit. Like it's just not fun. I want to have fun with it, and I enjoy yeah. I enjoy it just being like a conversation rather than we have to talk about this for this time and whatever, man. It's just people. It's just a couple of friends talking about MMA. Yeah. And sometimes everyone has the same news. Everyone has the same news. No one's exactly. breaking anything except the first guy that broke it. Exactly. Which is like Ariel or someone that has got the sources. I just like having fun. I like yeah. fucking rambling about bullshit and relating things to it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah, man, I I fucking I think you did a great job, and it's gonna be a lot of fun from here on out. Looking, Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. I hope. Thank I you. hope uh, Thank Average Joe's uh, community wel- welcomes me with open arms. Oh, I, I have no doubt that so they I will. Can, so I can motorboat them titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking that's a perfect final thought. <laughs> Let me motorboat them titties. Well, sir, why don't you? Uh, why don't you promote your other podcast? Um, yeah, uh, if you like wrestling and old uh, 90s and uh, WCW, WWE pay-per-views, I, I'm going back and I'm reviewing a bunch of that. And I do Fight Companions on Saturdays for the UFC fight cards and pay-per-views and stuff like that. Me and my buddies get together, smoke a shitload of weed, uh, and just... Try to commentate on the fight super high or talk to each other about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Full Heel Podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Raphael, great job tonight, my friend. Thank Thanks, you. Dude. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. joining us. Uh, you know. Um, it's going to be a good year. We're, we're creeping up on a hundred episodes, so that's, that's going to happen here soon. Another milestone for us, which I'm excited about. Um, obviously, you know, it's gone into it quite a bit, but I can't say it enough. Ryan, thank you for everything. I appreciate you. I love you. You will be, you'll be missed in those times that you're not with us and always thought of. And I'm going to miss just looking you in your eyes and flipping you the bird as we stare at each other on our on our tablet screens. And so just call for the tag, brother. That's just call right. For the tag. That's right. We just call for the tag. So we're going to depart with the uh, the tragically hip for Mr. Dempsey. We call it a show for episode 98. For Rafael Chidez. I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we will be back on Thursday for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Peace.